All right, guys, welcome to the Property Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for Dave Dubow. And, you know, on the show, we like to interview regular, everyday real estate investors. And if you've ever wondered how to build a thriving real estate portfolio in a market like Toledo, Ohio, all while excelling in a full-time job and raising a family, well, today's guest, Trevor Mathena. Mathena, close yep. enough? You you correct it. me if I'm wrong, has not only mastered this challenge, challenging feat, but is also reshaping the landscape of property investment in Toledo. So stay tuned as we unravel his secrets to scaling and legitimizing a successful business. Trevor, welcome to the show. Thrilled to have you here. Thanks a lot, Bryce. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I've done a little bit of work in, in the state of Ohio. Great uh, area to invest in. Is Is that how you got started directly or where you started mostly? Because you're you're coming out of uh, Austin, Texas, right? That's correct. Uh, we did one trial run here in, in the Austin area, bought a new build just to go through every step from purchase to landlording and see if it's something that we wanted to continue. Um, we did that right before prices got really crazy here. Mm -hmm. So that's what made us kind of switch that mindset of where we might invest and, and really scale. Yeah, because it, you know, like uh, appreciation, people are moving to Texas like crazy and they're bailing out of other states to maybe warmer weather, but ultimately, um, you know, just the mindset of Texas is more uh, congruent with those people that are moving in. So tell me, 2020, how did you get started in real estate? What was the origin story here? Sure. So um, Austin is also really well known for its startup scene, uh, mm -hmm. mostly around tech. So I kind of caught that bug when I first got here as well and wanted to get into a startup, but I had no idea of my own. I had no, you know, um, app that could be a disruptor in some <laughs> segment, no clue of anything like that. But I did make some friends that were kind of like-minded, entrepreneurial in spirit. And one of them just kind of mentioned, hey, you know, well, if you don't have an idea, then why don't you get into real estate? And yeah. I was like, I don't have money. What are you talking about? He's like, you can get loans for real estate you, or, you know, rentals, you yeah. have to do flips to get capital. I was like, it just kind of hit a, a, a light bulb that went off. And after that, I just started doing all the research and I went kind of full in like the, yep, this is my plan. Yeah. So you're balancing the, the W2 and the, the real estate right now. How do you find the balance? Really? It's just about putting in processes with the real estate and, um, making sure that if I am absolutely needed for something to be available, that I'm clearly communicating when that's not possible because of my, my W2 job. So I do have to maintain that as priority because it does put pay all the bills for, for the time being um, with the real estate kind of still largely just going back into the business to keep growing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of in its infancy as far as, cause you're doing buy and hold out there, right? Yes. Some, a couple burrs we've done so far, but largely a lot of them were regular 20% down uh, conventional loans. So when you got started, where did you get your education? Cause you know, it's, you don't need an education to get into real estate, but to be effective, you do have to educate yourself. So what did you do to get that going? That was the proverbial YouTube university, um, mm -hmm. the bigger pockets crowd yeah. going through there, checking all that um, out and, just starting to talk to people around that I knew were were interested in it or have done it in the past. So you're going to like meetups and uh, hanging out with people with portfolios. What are you doing for networking to get really get started there for people who are thinking about getting started themselves? 
That I've been largely just due to the timing of when I got started. It's still largely online type of meetups and things like that. But recently I did join a mastermind group that uh, is specific in the burr process. Mm -hmm. So um, large focus on which parts of the burr process or which options within the burr process are repeatable quickly. Um, So I've been largely focused on getting that ramped up and um, starting to scale uh, niched down with, with that kind of mindset. So, yeah, we, you, you touched on um, a little bit about the financing and like not wanting, um, you know, a bunch of partners and things like that. How did you finance your startup? Um, I guess you, just like the startup, how did you finance your real estate startup? Sure. So uh, this one's, I guess, a little bit more lengthy of an answer, but we had, when we first moved here, um, my wife and I, we came from Singapore Mm -hmm. uh, because I was stationed there in the, in the Navy. So while I was in the military, I didn't have any, um, I didn't own a a property. Yeah. So we got here and she had got, got ahead and got the house bought everything like that. When we came, uh, when we moved here, and around that time of 2020, when the, the idea started forming, the education was rolling, um, that's when the appreciation of our market went uh, crazy bananas. Yeah. Yeah. And we were able to take that um, conventionally purchased property, sell it and purchase a property through the VA loan, which is 0% down. So we were able to take all proceeds and start uh, the uh, the venture of purchasing rental properties and um for people who uh, aren't familiar what is a va loan a va loan is a loan that you're able to get if you've served a certain amount of time in the u.s military mm-hmm. and it is a 100 loan to value purchase so you don't have to put anything down sometimes there's a funding fee which is still mm-hmm. i think it's about one percent um, i was actually exempt from it uh, if you have a va disability rating so veterans administration disability rating, um, mm-hmm. they often will waive it, even if your ra- rating is at 0%. Yeah. So, um, you know, speak to the, to the, to the service members out there. Um, how did you navigate that process? How can they navigate that process? There's quite a few loan uh, or lenders out there that are speci- specifically geared towards VA loans. Um, I would just be working with the ones that are most um, proactive in talking with you and, and making sure that you're you're in the loop with everything. Um, just asking about the origination fee, asking about your your interest rate and where that's going to what that's going to look like, and then what if any closing costs um, there are. Some most of the time they are able to roll in closing costs as well, even in this this market with these kind of um, uh, loan underwriting rules that we have. Interesting. So is there a particular, like, are you still in, um, in the military in that capacity or are you retired at this point? So I exited in 2018, uh, late 2018. And actually the main reason I was, um, first of all, I was active duty for seven years. And then I spent four years in the reserves, which is like a part-time, um, every other, or once a month weekends. And then a couple of weeks a year, you go and do uh, some work, but I knew that if I was going to start this venture, I needed that time for mm-hmm. building the real estate portfolio. So I traded and I, I left uh, um, actually without retiring. I didn't do enough time. So mm-hmm. I spent like a total of uh, 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, 
you know, it's, it's something that, you know, people do join the military for the, like, there's a little bit of an economic stability that comes along with it and the service and there's benefits to that. So definitely if you're a, a veteran of any, of any standing, there's options out there for you to get started in real estate that, um, that not everyone has access to. So definitely I'm always a huge fan, like leverage your access to getting into property. It doesn't all have, it, it doesn't have to be your own capital. It certainly doesn't have to be. So once you test piloted that, that house there in, in your local market, um, what, what was the process like for deciding and ultimately uh, investing out of state? Sure. So I did the, I went through the process of um, underwriting a bunch of burr opportunities in the Austin market. And every one of them was coming out to be, you know, leaving 30, 40, $50,000 in the deal, yeah. um, which was kind of well over that, even that 20% threshold. So um, yeah. I wasn't too keen on that. I wanted to get a little faster, a little bit more spark to my whole portfolio. Um, so I remember hearing, where do you have your competitive advantage against others? And mm -hmm. for me, I thought Toledo, Ohio, my dad lives up there. Mm -hmm. He's very handy and he has access to a lot of people who are also very handy. Okay. So, so I was, um, thought immediately drawn to that, that, um, area and it all kind of went from there. Yeah. Boots on the ground, right? You got to have someone to, to kind of navigate. That's one of the biggest, uh, things I would say is that if you're going to be investing, um, you know, almost virtually, but the reality is that you got to have boots on the ground network with someone uh, hopefully you have someone that you trust because uh, it is a little bit nerve wracking to have property um, not within arm's reach. So you started doing the numbers. Um, you liked the numbers out there and you started investing. What was your first acquisition and uh, how did that go? Sure. So it was a, um, it was a $60,000 purchase price. And the intention was to burr it, to do the buy uh, rehab, rent, refinance and repeat. Mm -hmm. So it um, looked to be about $20,000 rehab and it would have been an uh, after repair value of around a hundred thousand dollars. So I made, you know, tons of mistakes with it. Uh, we bought in the winter. It's very cold and, and snowy up there. We bought with um, lots of wallpaper, which mm -hmm. equals mm -hmm. lots of labor hours yeah. uh, to remove all that. And then it had a bunch of junk in it uh, as well that had to be removed, which also, was a lot of labor hours in order to get that. So my budget actually ended up to be about $30,000 to, um, to repair. And it took quite a bit longer than I expected, but, you know, went through the whole process. I tried the cheap route with this one. Um, and you know, you pay with the time that it takes instead of, uh, getting yeah. it done quickly and get it rented. Though I went through the entire leasing process myself by organizing pictures leasing it and vetting the the tenants mm -hmm. and um you know uh, organizing some uh some walkthroughs and things like that but um, yeah. I actually have that tenant in the property still to this day so and so um after you were all into it it sounds like you were into it for about a hundred or so yeah I'd say after soft costs about a hundred so um, you're able to refinance um all or most of your money out of that thing? Most of it. I believe I left about 12,000 in it uh, altogether. Yeah. And that was a couple of years ago. So it's probably yeah. some of it's been recovered. And have you seen any appreciation in that market or is it just fairly uh, stable? 
It's pretty stable. There's quite, there's some appreciation, but really uh, in, in comparison to other markets, it's a little bit negligible. It's like inflation, uh, inflation indexed um, appreciation where it's just going up with the cost of things. So um, how many properties do you have out there right now? We, 20 right now, but in an hour I'm closing on you. 21. In an hour you're closing yes. on number 21. Good for you. How do you how do you navigate the acquisitions uh, process from uh, from all the way out there in Texas? Well, it's uh, I have a great realtor, and a mm -hmm. up until this time I've used the same lender for everything as well. Uh, she was able to do the conventional loans, and we split. So if you think twenty, you get ten each, or you get ten uh, conventional loans mm -hmm. for rental properties. My wife and I have split almost yeah, all the of ten, them. Ten. Yeah, yep. you're so we 10, 10. So now what? You're at 21. So now we're into the hard money lending, the DSCR loans, and and things of that nature. So, so are you are you finding that challenging, or is it just another YouTube video for you to jump over? This one has been challenging. This uh, because as I said earlier too, um, joining that mastermind, one of the biggest parts of niching down and creating that process is to use hard money loans yeah. for the uh, purchase and rehab going through the uh, creating the SOW and getting that approved so that you can set up your draws. And so this lender is, has been very um, non-transparent, uh, not very communicative, and we are about two and a half weeks behind. Um, I kept asking every couple of weeks for a term sheet just to see where we're at. And mm -hmm. the final term sheet came back considerably worse than yeah. um, originally given. And it was so bad, in fact, that uh, I, ha I had uh, obviously shopped around and they barely came in better than these others. Mm -hmm. But at the end, when I f got that final term sheet, it was significantly worse than any of the other terms I, I was seeing. So what's the lesson in all that for the people listening at home? It's usually I I'm figuring out in order to scale, prioritizing time over cost savings is becoming very important. So yeah, if, the, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say if the, if I went with the lender who had a tried and true process of um, making the process simple for mm -hmm. the investor and really committing to closing on time and being transparent and communicative, I would have already been closed and probably halfway through the rehab by now. Yeah. And instead now we're delayed, delayed, delayed. So yes. yeah, there's that whole saying, um, if you think hiring a professional is expensive, hire an amateur and see how much it costs you. Exactly. Um, so now you're going to have to start raising capital then, because you're going to run out of seed capital from your, your burrs. Are you, are you fully burred out of your other properties? Do you still have equity that you can uh, go to the next step with? None of those necessarily have um, prop or equity that we could pull. Mm -hmm. I, I do have a, a family partner that has helped pay cash for a couple of the a little more um, inexpensive ones, like you know, think eight is seventy to eighty thousand purchase price. Yeah, um, but that partner does not have appetite to pull equity and and uh, put notes on those properties. So what I've tapped into now is a HELOC on our house. Yeah, um, we've experienced you know a um, hundred percent appreciation since purchasing our house in twenty twenty, and so we did get to be able to open up a sizable HELOC and. With the W-2 job still paying the bills, helping with everything from our day-to-day, -day, all of our cash flow will just go back to pay down the HELOC and we'll just rinse and repeat that process for the time being. 
Uh, can I give you a piece of advice about where you, where you are and where you're going, if you don't mind? Absolutely. Um, a lot of people who reach the point that you're at go in two different directions. But one thing that's available to a lot of uh, U.S. investors is that they can create a business line of credit, start seasoning that. And those loans are actually a big way that the Burr method is going to be valuable to you because you can, instead of instead of leveraging the HELOC, they're going to start looking at the LLC. They're going to start looking at the serviced debt and the portfolio, and you're going to be able to access more capital that's um, not necessarily as secured as the HELOC. Oh, sure. So okay. definitely, definitely start looking into your business lines of credit to start uh, seasoning that. Because every, you know, if, if you're listening at home, hard money needs a, a little bit of money. They want you to bring a little bit of cash yes. to the table. They're not going to give it all to you. And Sometimes you got to bring the renovations too. So a lot of investors in your position start really aggressively working with their business line of credit. And, um, you know, that's a way that they've been able to avoid bringing on so many partners. And then the other way, the second piece is you're going to have to start raising capital. What, what's your plan for, for getting that seed capital? Cause it's going to, it's going to log jam your business. If you're not getting active, is that part of the mastermind? As, uh, as of now, it's, I haven't, thought through that as much with um with how the market has gone for this entire year mm -hmm. uh, and as what the kind of projections look like as far as kind of rocky roads ahead in in real estate for the next year or so um i don't my plan is actually a little bit more geared towards um looking at a a, a potential business to purchase mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. i want to be able to purchase the business to twofold exit my w2 mm -hmm. um be able to obviously have a higher ceiling for uh, my entire overall um uh, salary yeah. and i want it to be adjacent to where the processes and the skills that i learn in that job will help me also fuel and scale faster with um, the real estate so think a, a job where i or I, sorry a business that i purchase that it really needs a strong uh, lead generation process. I want to be able to double that lead generation process and use it to um, scale up the real estate side as well. Yeah, maybe you ought to buy a real uh, mortgage brokerage, buy a or an insurance company. You know, those 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 are uh, definitely um, valuable for lead gen. You know, if you're seeing yes. an underappreciated lead generation for an insurance company, you could step in and and get that going. So, um, have you started navigating any of that? Uh, the business of buying businesses? I have a little bit. I've, I've started the research and, and um, what, you know, looking at some of the more um, I, I guess your lower hanging fruit, like biz by sell things mm -hmm. like that. I've looked at um, franchises as well in the trades and, and things of that nature. Uh, but we're still kind of early days of, of all that. Yeah. You know, like um, definitely, you, you see that coming too. And a lot of times you can get vendor financing from the owners that are exiting. So it's not so capital intensive, but you know, it's probably in your best interest to start really sharpening that ax of capital raising. Cause if you're going to go into the buying of businesses and the buying of more assets and real estate, there's going to be a time where you're going to have to ask someone for a million dollars or something in that range. And you know, it's like, when's the best time to hire an assistant six months before you need it. When's the best time to learn to raise capital six months before you actually need to do it because when you're in the crunch and you're learning it and you're doing it um it can be really challenging and sometimes people fail to close and i don't want to see you fail to close so 
my advice is someone who's seen tons of people coming through and, and helped people uh, learn that skill. It's not challenging. Um, it's just like, we're not afraid of the dark. We're just not, we're just afraid of what we can't see in the dark. So, um, you know, dive into that and there's lots of resources out there. So, um, as far as the real estate side, are you, uh, find the deal and get, and get the financing or are you get the financing and look for a deal kind of guy? Right now, uh, I'd say it's fine. Uh, right now I have a good idea of who I want to move forward with as far as the hard money lending side of both mm -hmm. um, the short-term and the long-term debt. So I've started to sow that seed and uh, really build that relationship. So now it's going to be a, a matter of when do I have the down payment capital and uh, where, when can I find the deal? So. Yeah. Before the show, you mentioned that you're really diving into the networking of the business and the networking of business itself. Um, what are some ways that you've started to really uh, invest more time and energy into building your network and networking in general? Sure. So, well, one is uh, going on to uh, going on to podcasts and kind of hoping to get that reach of others that want to ask me how I, you know, dive deeper yeah. into an aspect of, you know, how I started and maybe my story kind of um, re re uh, re resonates, resonates with someone. Yeah. So, you know, looking at that, I've also joined that uh, mastermind that's specifically niche to Burr and we have accountability partner groups and we meet, you know, twice a week and, and things of that nature. Nice. So um, mostly yeah, online just due to kind of, you know, the, the time. Yeah, I mean, in. we're online right now. We're Zooming. Exactly. Everyone like before 2020, you wouldn't find Zoom necessarily installed on someone's cell phone, but. I bet you, you could spot check anyone's cell phone these days and they probably have Zoom or uh, what's the other one? Teams, right? Teams. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, I have both. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's collapsed a lot of time frames and allowed things like this to happen where we can, you know, we're essentially networking across uh, across a great distance and in real time. So um, have you started networking with the local, um, the local lenders and the local uh, investors in uh, Toledo? Oh yeah. Um, actually I did, I got uh, put onto a, we have a, there's like a pretty active group me, uh, channel that mm -hmm. is all full of investors. Most of them are from out of state. So you're sharing photographers, your, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Resources. structural engineer, everything like that. And just, um, they're also a lot, they are very tuned in to local legislation that might affect landlords. Mm. Um, so you get a lot of information about that as well. So it's a, it's a great group to be in. Yeah. The, the further I get in my real estate career, the more I realize that, uh, networking is, um, becoming everything. I even, I was at a, a real estate meetup the other day and I, guy asked me for my number and I usually put Bryce real estate, but I actually put Bryce networker because really I'm finding that the the more you network, the more value you have to the network, the more you can connect people. Um, you know, that's that's really valuable, especially in a kind of disjointed um society that we're in. You know, people don't shake hands, they don't go out, they 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 they're not even joining groups and going on Zooms, they're just kind of sticking to themselves. And uh I think it's in 48 Laws of Power, it talks about not staying in your ivory tower and you have to go out and be amongst the people. So uh, the network power is huge. Now, have you been able to um, you really utilize that Toledo network yet? Or is that fa fairly a new uh, environment that you've gone into? 
No, I definitely, I, I, I've definitely utilized them. Um, actually, I've just recently turned over my property management company for about half the portfolio. Um, I had a really, really tough time with the first one I went with. Uh, yeah. It's kind of, you, you might see a pattern. I went with one that was a little more inexpensive and I paid yeah. dearly. So this one is um, much more top tier, extremely professional. Uh, they handle remodeling, they handle everything, and they are really, really good at communicating. And I met um, them through the uh, networking other with other investors in that area. Yeah, I mean, and the and you know to 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 say you know the inexpensive management company probably would work out if you were there. But yep. it sounds like that the 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 more robust turnkey property management is more suited for a guy that's uh, investing remotely. For sure. We had so many times where we didn't want to, I had to utilize my dad and his mm -hmm. network of, of folks to go and supplement what they were incapable of taking care of Yeah, or go fix a mistake that they made. Yeah. You know, like it can cost you quite a bit when you're holding empty units, waiting for the management company to fix a toilet or, you know, turn the thing around uh, a lot of times we've had to in the past go in there and, you know, touch up the unit. Sure. I can remember like just tightening a tap that they're like, oh, it's going to take X, Y, Z amount of time. And I just go and I look underneath and <laughs> put a little screw in a piece of um, wood to kind of back it because the the guy who installed it the first time didn't do it. And now it's now it's done, you know, half an hour and 50 bucks later or through the property manager, email back and forth, email approval, quote two exactly. weeks later. And it's just like a guy could have just went in there and done that. So um, yeah, the turnkey thing. So you would, you would advise people when they're investing out of town, uh, out of market to really do their due diligence on their property management, because it's, it costs you um, by going with the cheap one uh, in a way that it was just that you, you, you realize you need more service. Uh, they were, so they were about, they were based about an hour away and they were trying to service two markets. They were probably slightly better in their own market, but they were failing miserably at, at servicing the Toledo market. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would say someone who's tuned in with, with the local um, population with as far as trades, or if they have their own people on staff as well, maybe they supplement with some contractors. Um, and you want to, you, I would say, when you're interviewing, don't lead them. Ask, ask uh, open, more open-ended questions, and listen for what you're wanting to hear. And what I was wanting to hear were timelines on how long their average uh, lease listing lasts. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, things like what what their rehabs look like and their turns, the mm -hmm. timelines around that. And again, it's, it's just kind of going to that same pattern of I'm realizing like things need to go faster than they have been, and sometimes yeah. you have to pay for that, but it's worth it in the end. So are they doing your tenant uh, vetting as well, or do you still do that yourself? They they do the tenant vetting, and they're actually stricter than I am. Mm -hmm. so. Well, we, we kind of fall into the trap of like we get nervous when it's empty. And I had an, uh, another investor here in my, in my market. He said, I'd rather pay three months empty and put the wrong uh, and, and not put the wrong person in. So um, the tighter, the better, and the less emotional. Because the t the property management company is not emotional about leasing your unit; they're strategic, and 100%. we're thinking, "Oh, my carrying costs! I gotta, I gotta put this someone in there." Like <laughs> you know, you never want to get into a desperate placing situation. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, if people want to connect with you, they want to network with you, uh, they want to learn a little bit more about your story and how they can get to 20 units themselves, uh, what should they do? How should they find you? How can they reach out? Sure. Uh, best would be through Instagram. It's Trevor Mathena underscore REI. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's really the best way. Message me. We can meet up or uh, whichever way it is. If you're in Austin area, we can meet up uh, here or online somewhere. Uh, phone call. I really like teaching people, coaching, uh, giving my perspective. Uh, I, I really like doing all that stuff. So, yeah, giving back. So, yeah, you reach reach out to Trevor here and uh, make sure that you utilize his knowledge because this guy has has done what you're looking to do and he's found the balance. So, I really appreciate your time, Trevor. Absolutely, thanks, Bryce. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And until next time, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode.